the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We start the week, as we do most weeks, with a visit with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. We call it Money Monday. Josh joins us at 1235 every Monday, and he and I host the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Friday at 7. It replays Saturday at noon. Josh's firm is located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750. And you can get a free consultation by getting a hold of the office and setting up your appointment, 614-917-1040. Or you can make your appointment online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. And I thought of you this weekend when I saw a story on Fox Business. The headline reads, most seniors regret retirement planning decisions and want a do-over. By 2030, one-fifth of the U.S. population, or 20% of the U.S. population, will be 65 years or older, and that more than half of the retirees now, 60% of retirees, say they would go back and plan their retirement differently if they could, this according to a survey by Lincoln Financial Group. Are you surprised that 60% of retirees wish they could go back and get a mulligan on their retirement planning, Josh? Well, I wish I could say I am, but uh, I think that's kind of the way that we we operate in general, or at least a large percentage of us operate in everything, right? I wish I could go back and and eat better. I wish I could go back and not start smoking. Well, sometimes our plan is we're just going to work forever, so we never anticipate having to need retirement income. Others want to retire at some point, but I think all of them wish they could go back and save a little bit more money, do things a little bit differently. So it's not a surprise. The first paragraph says the biggest planning mistake older Americans wish they could reverse was to start saving earlier. Retirement is not something that sneaks up on people, Josh. I mean, I I think most people, when they start working, (laughs) after they do it a while, they're like, okay, I'm ready for this to be over. And I'd, uh, I'd look forward to retirement or you start to fantasize about retirement. What do you make of the biggest planning mistake being that people didn't start saving early enough? How would you counsel people who maybe have years to save to ingrain that idea in themselves and maybe in their children as well? Not to sound like a country song, but I think they say that the days go slow and the years go fast. And I think this is a perfect example of that and that we know that we need to do something, but we procrastinate. And we say, we'll do it tomorrow. And pretty soon tomorrow is 20 years later. And part of that is just our procrastination, laziness, putting other goals ahead of that, like I'd rather have a new phone versus save the extra money towards my retirement account. But part of it, I think, is just a lack of education, even at the high school level, about the power of compounding and how valuable time really is. And that is your greatest asset. We can debate, Bruce, nonstop about what's the best investment or is you know how do I get 8% versus 7%. But at the end of the day, uh, whether you've got seven or eight, the power of compounding is what is really your only chance of reaching retirement without feeling a tremendous amount of pain. And by that, I mean, you know, it's the significant difference of saving a hundred bucks a month versus having to save five, six, seven hundred, maybe a thousand bucks a month later on. So the earlier you start, the better. And I think we figure that out once we actually reach the end zone. Yeah. Ingrain some of these uh, really tried and proven principles by getting with Josh and his team and understanding retirement, the power of compound interest and all the things that go into it, all your different Uh, retirement savings vehicles by getting a hold of them and taking advantage of the free consultation, no obligation that they offer you. 
Set that up via the phone, 614-917-1040, or make your appointment online, aptuswealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. They're just a few minutes from 23 and 270, just off Route 750. So continuing, Americans regretted not including investments that provided a steady income stream in their retirement planning. 63% say they would like to receive an automatic paycheck from their retirement assets. You've talked about that on the uh, Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show, that rather than thinking about retirement as a nest egg and you're just pulling uh, you know, money from that and hoping it'll last, that providing a steady income stream is something that is possible for people to do in retirement. I'm glad you said it because I feel like I'm, I'm beating a dead horse when I talk about this one. I think so often we're worried about building our pot of money or our net worth or uh, being able to say we're, we're millionaires, look at how much money we have, when in reality we don't live off of our net worth, uh, although it feels good to have a big one. We live off of income, and it's ironic to me that <clears throat> we work our entire lives, for the most of us, we work the, our entire lives receiving a paycheck. And for some reason, we believe when we retire that we're going to take this pot of money and turn it into not a paycheck, but we're just going to have the ability to draw money as we need it. And somehow that's going to feel the same and you work when in reality, we're creatures of habit. And having that steady income every single month is very comforting, very realistic and prevents you from making illogical poor decisions. But there's more to it than that. If you look at the principles of financial planning in general, having multiple legs on, we talk about the the stool of retirement planning, having Mm -hmm. multiple legs on that stool is the only way that that stool will stay up. And a lot of people today, rather than having a pension or other types of income beyond their Social Security and 401k, uh, they just don't have it. And if you can try and sit on a two-legged stool, you can imagine how unstable it is. So it doesn't shock me at all, Bruce, that people want some additional guaranteed income beyond just their Social Security, which is that third leg on the stool. So it makes complete sense to me. Yeah. And then uh, finally, and this is another theme that we've hit on on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show. It airs Fridays at seven, uh, replays Saturdays at noon. Eighty five percent of retirees said they wish they had planned better for the unexpected in retirement, like inflation and volatility by investing in solutions that protected them from losses during market volatility. We're seeing some market volatility last year. We were down this year. Uh, we're up so far, but I think people are a little nervous about a recession and all those kinds of things. Uh, address that, planning for the unexpected. Though they mention inflation and volatility, uh, what they don't mention is uh, something we've talked about a lot, long-term care expenses. Pretty common now for people to encounter at least someone in their family, long-term care expenses. Yeah, I think this is a little bit even deeper dive into the question before is, you, you know, we wish we had a guaranteed income stream uh, that we could count on. And now we're talking about, I wish we had more ways of guaranteeing uh, our retirement, whether it's because inflation picks up, volatility picks up, or God forbid, we run into a health problem, which, you know, we're talking about a lot of statistics today. There's a 50-50 shot that you and I both sitting on this call and everybody listening is going to need some help uh, from a health, pers- health perspective at some point in their life via long-term care. So, you know, I think the important takeaway here is those are all manageable. Uh, You need to be able to stress test your retirement plan. We do that with every plan we design to make sure that if all these unforeseen circumstances occur, we have prepared for them to the best of our ability. And while we can't predict or have a plan for everything, we can certainly hit the big ones. But, you know, moreover, I want to tell people as we're talking about all these problems and all these looking back on a wish I should have, could have, there are things you can do, and these are manageable risks. And if you're staring at the market right now or you're staring at inflation or you're staring at the 
unforeseens that are terrifying and going, man, I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope I did everything right. Um, you're not alone. And there are options there. Uh, you don't need to feel like you're standing on the edge of the cliff, uh, you know, ready to base jump. And you've never jumped with a parachute before and you've never packed a parachute and somebody left you to do all that by yourself. And you're just <laughs> hoping, wishing, praying that it plays out OK. Uh, there are solutions. You just need to be proactive and make a phone call. Yeah, and that's what uh, my wife and I found really super useful about the uh, consultation that we had with you and the team and when we became Aptus clients is I tended to think of retirement planning as like driven by the market, and if the market's up, great, and if it's down, uh uh-oh, nothing we can do. But there is something we can do, and we found out from talking with you and we chose this uh, option, is that there are ways to uh, take some of the gains of the market and then minimize some of the risks of the market. So you can find vehicles that offer – uh, you know, a lot of the good of the upside, but not as much, nearly as much of the downside there, which uh, minimizes that volatility. Absolutely. You know, I don't think a lot of people realize that you can almost cater the plan to you or cater your investments to you. And for some people that will be, you know, volatility really doesn't bother me. Think of the 20, 30, 40 year old who has plenty of runway, plenty of time, and they're trying to get the highest rate of return possible. Now, there are certain people in that category that just don't like the heart palpitations that come along with investing that way, and that's okay, too. But as we get further and further along in the seasons of our life, getting closer and closer to retirement, and it's your retirement where you actually need the money, um, you have to start thinking, what is the trajectory of the glide path that I'm comfortable with? Not, how do I compare myself to my neighbor, or I want to make sure that I get X rate of return so I don't feel silly, but can I cater my glide path, my trajectory to the way that I want it? And the short answer is, to a large degree, you can and you should. And there are vehicles out there, but much like you, Bruce, admittedly you've said, I just didn't even know they existed. Yep. Uh, and you need somebody to educate you on your choices. That's why uh, you need certainly a fiduciary uh, in charge of helping you reach that financial independence at the, the time that you retire. Josh and his team are fiduciaries. They do a great job. They're located in Lewis Center, just off Route 750. Set up your free consultation with them. No obligation at all. 614-917-1040 or AptusWealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com. Josh, thanks for your time today. We'll see you on Friday. Thanks, Bruce. Always a pleasure. As we wrap up the show today, I want to play a snippet from Vivek Ramaswamy's interview with Tucker Carlson at the Family Leadership Summit in Iowa. Uh, I think it's uh, one of the most insightful things that I've heard, which ties together a multiplicity of headlines. Uh, We talk a lot about January 6th. We talk a lot about uh, DOJ targeting conservatives. We talk about uh, weaponization of the DOJ. Uh, Here, I think Vivek Ramaswamy hits on uh, some very interesting things that link those headlines and more and explains uh, an oft-stated accusation of the Democratic Party that actually applies more to Democrats than Republicans. First, give a listen to Vivek Ramaswamy. You want to know what caused January 6th? Is pervasive censorship in this country in the lead-up to January 6th? You tell people in this country they cannot speak, that is when they scream. You tell people they cannot scream, that is when they tear things down. And so the reality is, we were told that you could not question where the virus came from when we all knew it came from a lab in Wuhan, which now they admit. We were told that you could not send a private message to someone on the eve of an election 
that Hunter Biden's laptop story was actually a true story worth considering before an election. You were systematically suppressed. So this is, think about this. You told you had to be locked down, had to take a vaccine that was mandated and forced down your throat, stay locked down in your home while Antifa and BLM roam and burn the streets of this country. So that's the lead up of one full year of telling people you have to shut up, sit down, and do as you're told. And then you tell them, okay, there's an election where you didn't get the information that you needed, such as the Hunter Biden laptop story being real and suppressed. That's what caused January 6th, is a cycle of censorship in this country. And until we look ourselves in the mirror and admit truth on that, we will not move forward as a country. And I think that's the real cause. And, we're not, and I'm sorry to say this, Tucker, but I think until we reckon with that reality, I worry that that is the beginning of, it's a friendly parley compared to what's to come, unless we step up and speak truth, restore integrity, and actually lead us to who we are as a people rather than sweeping the truth under the rug. That is so insightful and so true. He could not be more correct on that. Because When you deny people their freedom of speech, when you do not allow the marketplace of ideas to function, you will get circumstances that will eventually make January 6th look like nothing, look like a blip. Uh, January 6th was radical and awful and terrible, but it wasn't nearly as awful, radical, and terrible as the continued assault on people being able to believe what they wanted to believe and act according to those beliefs. No, they had to kowtow to what they were told about the severity of COVID, about the efficacy of vaccines, about the benefits of booster shots, about the uh, veracity of locking down, and then about information that, no, you're not entitled to see this because it's not good for you and we can't trust you to make the right judgment about something. Not your own judgment about something, but the right judgment about something. So he's right on this. Now, this thought policing uh, extrapolates itself in the oft-hurled invective from Democrats that everything you believe is hateful towards someone. It's either racist or it's Islamophobic or it's uh, transphobic or it's homophobic or whatever. Uh, You're not allowed to think that because it's wrong to think that. We, on the Democratic side, they will tell you, we are the enlightened ones. We are the tolerant ones. We are the diverse ones. Well, uh, Mesha Maynard may have a different perspective on that. Mesha Maynard, I told you about her last week. She's the Georgia Democratic state representative who decided that the Democratic Party was not serving the needs of her constituents that they were promising things and promising things and promising things over decades, but nothing ever seemed to get any better in black communities that she served. Oh, gee, I wish Joyce Beatty would come to that recognition. Uh, So Mesha Maynard decided, you know what, I'm going to be a Republican. I'm going to caucus with them. I'm going to try to get things done with the help of Republican colleagues because I'm sure not getting anything done as a Democrat. Uh, She's black. She's from Georgia. How did the Democratic operatives in Georgia receive Mesha Maynard just changing her mind, exercising her freedom of speech, exercising her freedom of choice. She's a black woman. She should have felt empowered, right? They, I'm sure they supported it. Don't you think? Well, it turns out over the weekend, Mesha Maynard went to Twitter to retweet things that she received 
in the aftermath of switching from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party. I will read some of these. I will be careful reading them. Uh, Here's one. I would like to help your retarded black A-word by telling you that saying you would support any candidate picked by the GOP during the primary is retarded. Not only is it retarded, you live up to the word N-word by just following blindly. That's one. Uh, Here's another. Uh, You dumb bleep Aunt Jemina mother F traitor. I will be sure to take a good chunk of my retirement savings, which is substantial, and will donate it to whoever it is that will be running against you, you self-hating black N-word, B-word. Here's another. Uh, (laughs) This, I am ordering you to get back on the plantation and stop eating fried chicken and watermelon with Vernon Jones. Very tolerant. Uh, F-U-C-word, you monkey B-word. You want to be a party trader and go under Brian Kemp's whip because he offered you more yams and collards. You are despicable. Oh, man, I can't even attempt to read the next. Uh, Misha Maynard responded to all these. I'm sorry you feel that way. An R next to my name doesn't change who I am. Priorities, education, public safety, jobs, health care, and senior resources. She challenged critics to watch how she voted going forward before they attacked her. Uh, This is the tolerant left. This is the left that's always looking for something that does not really exist on a widespread basis in this country. So they have to invent it. And they never tire of looking for it and finding it where it doesn't exist and portraying it as if it does exist. One of the most popular country songs right now is sung by uh, the country music star Luke Combs. Uh, The song is Fast Car. Uh, If you're of my generation, you will remember that this was originally a song sung by and made a hit by Tracy Chapman uh, in the 80s, late 80s. Uh, Luke Combs did what a lot of artists do. He covered another artist's song. He sang it as a country song. It is a monster hit for Luke Combs. But Luke Combs is white, and Tracy Chapman is not only black, but she's gay and black. And so the Washington Post writes a story that uh, this has caused a complicated conversation because Luke Combs is using a black queer woman as a middleman for a white man's success. Or he's just singing a song someone else wrote that he liked bringing Tracy Chapman's name back up after a time where she had been long forgotten. Racism or tribute? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.